Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. On the front page of New Telegraph this morning, 2023 election, we got 305 billion naira, says the Independent National Electoral Commission. 2023 election, we got 305 billion naira, says the Independent National Electoral Commission. No provision for direct primary elections insists on indefinite suspension of PKT East by election as Senate passes 2022 budget today. That is on the front page of New Telegraph. And of course, the last paper on our menu this morning, Al Jazeera, Nigeria. On the front page of Al Jazeera, is the same from a different angle this morning. Electoral Arts Amendment, Step Down 2022 Budget Passage civil society organizations. Electoral Act Amendment, Step Down 2022 Budget Passage, according to civil societies organization. High cost of direct primaries, others informed withholding of assent, says President Buhari. Nas, National Assembly lacks temerity to override president, according to the River State Governor, Iyesun Awiki. Uh, now you have seen the four newspapers we have today. The headlines are similar, except our business newspaper which is the national economy now back to the front page of leadership and joining me to dissect these stories from different angles today is dr abdullah mohammed javi the state chairman of campaign for campaign i say good morning dr javi dr javi good morning my brother good morning eyes mina this morning well but has calm except for a few security bridges here and there mina is cool mina is calm Doctor, bring us up to bring speed. What are you talking about? Uh, so far, the federal government have been able to deploy the needed uh, armaments, equipment, and uh, manpower. And uh, they are dealing with the bandits now, as it were. A lot of them have been killed, and some of them are running away. Except for some yeah. of few villages that are being hold hostages for paying ransom for them to have access for harvesting of farm produce. All right, we need to go to the to fix that financial right, problem while we come back to Dr. Mohammed Jabi to dissect the front pages of the newspaper. I'll be back shortly. Last Word Leadership Podcast Studio. You have the last word. Welcome back. It's inside Nigeria. Inside Nigeria. of Campaign for Democracy in Nigeria State will help us to share insight on today's from our pages. Dr. Jabi, welcome back. Thank you. I hope you can hear me. I think it's improving. Okay, good. Okay, good. Now, 
Now, let me go, let me go to the point. I said to the point, I found from leadership Nigeria, leadership Nigeria, he's talking about the talking about line, talk line. It is unfortunate, and uh, I am personally disappointed for the turnaround events that uh, uh, made the president to change his mind on this matter. That is the only legacy that he could have left with Nigerians for his. Uh, two-time uh, administration in the shadow of our political space. However, if he has a renege or in signing, I think the National Assembly that originated the bill in the first instance has the capacity and the powers to veto the president's uh, refusal of assent. And I think they should go, just go straight to do that uh, so that uh, together we can improve our electoral process Sanity can be restored, cost of electionary campaign can be reduced, toggling can be eliminated, and above all, we begin to see purity in our electoral process that will guarantee confidence of the electorates and other stakeholders in the uh, electionary process of this country. All right, but Dr. The president cites many reasons. Can you repeat again? One of the reasons cited by the press and by the press is that it is it is just a it is not even imaginable. Uh, Mr. President is being uh, guided by those who don't want him to succeed. I think you should know this clearly. Abu failed in some of his promises, majorly on corruption and uh, insecurity. He must be able this time around to give back to Nigerians who massively voted him into power what they desire and what they are yearning for. Uh, it is not an issue of imposition. The legislature have the constitutional right to make law that will improve governance that will improve the socioeconomic well-being of the country, that will improve peace, human security, and what have you. And if this aspect of legislation is anything to go by, this is a plus. In fact, since 1999, it is only nine national assemblies that have been so dogged in their resolution to ensure that people's law are enacted. And one of the people's law that need to be enacted as, 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 as a bill to be passed into law is these direct primaries. Because the advantage of direct primaries is more far, far at weight disadvantage. So the excuses that Mr. President is giving is untenable, it's unrealistic, it's just dancing to the caprices of those who don't want him to succeed in any way. And I think I am not aligning with that excuse. It is unacceptable to bias a majority of coalition of civil society in Nigeria and reject it in its entirety. The National Assembly should go ahead to vector the president's uh, power and sign that bill into law. Don't forget that the role of civil society is to check governance and improve on some licenses that are identified. And if there are bridges, we make our voice known. And our voice is very, very critical in shaping the policy of governments. Whenever we discover there's an attempt to either shortchange the people or make sure the people remain in perpetual poverty and slavery. And the civil society in this country are very viral, they are very vocal. 
they have their voice. And one of the conditions is what you've had now. They must not pass the 2022 budget. If for today, except Mr. President has a second thought, to rethink and ensure that uh, the good job that the legislation have done by the bill to enact for direct primaries is upheld. That is when that budget should be attended to. If not, it should not be as it should not be attended to. It is a collective decision of over two million civil society in this country that has come together and speak with one voice that this electoral law amendment for direct primaries has a lot of advantage than disadvantage. And as such, Nigeria needs it. We need it to be in place to sanitize the electoral process for the good governance of this country, for deepening the electoral process in this country, and for making sure that power really resides with the people and they have the opportunity of exercising such powers. All right, doctor. All right, doctor. All right. So All finally, right. before I let you go, let me go from here. Well, we'll go back to the drawing board and look at if there are any convincing reasons why Mr. President should not sign it, if not for self-inflicted injury that is about to happen uh, to satisfy the yearning of some full, uh, few stakeholders in the political arena. But if genuinely those reasons are not convincing enough, the National Assembly should veto it. And that's the end of the game. Nigeria is bigger than the decision of an individual. He was elected by the masses vote of Nigerians. And uh, at this critical time in, in, in our electoral history, he cannot decide it again. They've helped him to come out of all the allow we are facing to ensure that this gift is going to give to Nigerians. is the only legacy is giving back. And if he's now having a U-turn on the ground that uh, uh, the, the National Assembly is imposing, what are they imposing? Can the National Assembly make law? Is it not a constitutional right to make good laws for the governance of Nigerians to ensure peace and security and transparency in the electoral process? It is difficult to trust this president as issues are now. Because in the four-point agenda of his administration, uh, only one relatively was able to have the light of the day, which is the uh, diversification of the economy to, through agricultural value chains. That is what has been visible. The issue of corruption, recovery, and assets. What are they doing with it? Why borrowing a large sum of money from China? This is neocolonialism. And we should not be enslaved and generation unborn as a result of policies that are anti-people, policies that are anti-safety, policies that are anti-peace. We should not allow it to exist. So I want the president to rethink and have it in mind that he's not an individual who is privileged to be saddled with the responsibility of governing these states uh, for eight years under democratic dispensation. And he should justify that confidence imposed on him by Nigerians and the voting public to ensure that uh, anything that will improve the electoral process and make the job more easier for the electoral empire should be ascended to. And one of them is this direct primaries. Because if you bring a crop of leaders that are tested, that are known, that have record of performances, knowledge-driven political uh, administration, knowledge-driven uh, economic administration, that will better the lot of Nigerians. What is the essence of uh, democracy if the evidence is not reaching to the grassroots, if the evidence is not there? We are contending front, back, and center, insurgency, badgetry, armed robbery, women violence against women and gender violence. We are contending with uh, all sorts of problems drug addiction and what have you. Our Naira has been depreciated to a point of no return. Uh, the cost of food items in the market now is beyond the reach of average Nigerians. Poverty is so endemic. Corruption is super entrenched in governance. And this is not what we bargain for. This is too much for Nigerians to swallow. And that is why the issue of insecurity 
is escalating because good number of our youth under the ladder, the, the demographic ladder, are the people that are energetic, that are very skillful, and uh, they have no opportunity of gainful employment. And where there are no employments, the devil's mind is dead. I mean, uh, an I do man is a devil's workshop. So there will be this problem. Mr. President should have everything and give us the only gift to rekindle his image and his administration. He should have a second thing on the issue. He should not be carried away by the thought of few politicians who want to perpetuate themselves in power, using him as a scapegoat. Well, I to you, Dr. Mohamed Jabi, Mohamed Jabi, Mohamed Jabi, Mohamed Jabi, it's okay. I'll be expecting more of your invitation and we'll continue public enlightenment and advocacy to ensure that uh, we are pulled out of this uh, conglomerate that the country is going through. All right, many thanks to you, Doctor. All right, many thanks to you, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you. $397 to a client who wrongly paid into his account. Abidin will join us shortly to share his story. We'll be back shortly. still inside Nigeria for this Tuesday morning, December 21, 2021. Of course, as I said earlier, we have been joined by Abidin Olashuko. Abidin Olashuko is an international development consultant and Syria entrepreneur. Good morning, Mr. Abidin. Uh, it's my pleasure to be on the show inside Nigeria. My pleasure to have you too. Thank you very much. I, I don't know, where are you speaking from this morning? I'm speaking from Kwara State, Lauren, to be precise. The Lauren State capital of Kwara. Welcome to Inside Nigeria. Well, you are one exceptional Nigeria as it is today. The news about you in the last two or three weeks is awesome. An honest Nigerian who returned uh, close to $3,000 to a client who probably paid the amount to his account. So tell us what happened and how did it happen? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Anyways, I'm uh, I'm surprised to see you know um, at this stage something that does not really um, matter as far as I'm concerned. Something I think it's the normal way that should be done. It's done to something that we are celebrating in Nigeria. Nothing has made it possible. Is because we have lost our moral value, and of course, the, the the entire generation really need a factory reset of mindset and orientation of mindsets. I'm a consultant, I do business development services, I do advisory service. There was this organization I consulted for sometimes around May. And of course, immediately I finished my two-way consultancy projects. I got paid my uh, $2,397. So to my utmost dismay again, I got an alert sometimes in August for the same payment again. So immediately I got the alert, I never even thought, um, thought about it twice. 
I just send them an email that, oh, I've been paid for this and they should send me the account details so that I can transfer the um, equivalent of the US dollars. So that was just what I did because I thought it's a normal thing that anybody should know. You shouldn't take what person belongs to you for crying out loud. So you should be happy to say, oh, a Nigerian or an international agency made a mistake and you are able to refund the money because the money was not meant for you initially. So there is no any justification for me to keep that money because of the kind of background I passed through. While growing up, of course, issues around transparency and ethics are what my parents have taught me even as a five-year-old boy, a six-year-old boy, a ten-year-old boy. So it has been ingrained in my knowledge that whatever does not belong to me will never come, must never come to me. Even if it's mistakenly come to me, I need to return it back. And of course, my hometown with them, they come. I never saw myself while I was in school as um, an individual at the age of 28 that will be um, an international development consultant consulting for different organizations in like five different continents. So if God has made that possible for me, so the honors lies on me as well to continue to, you know, pass on that ethical knowledge. But you know, <laughs> as I would have said to my utmost display, um, legit post that news on their Facebook page and I must confess to you, I'm utterly disappointed in young Nigerians. You need to see the comments of some people, you need to see the courses, you need to see the way they have been abusing me. But well, like I told a few friends who, who called me after seeing some of those comments online, I never did it because I needed validation from them. I did it because it's what's just. And of course, to also tell international agencies that we see are more credible Nigerians here. So issues around, we can't continue to blame the politician for not being transparent when we ourselves are not transparent. So EU must come to equity, must come with clean hands. So I never even saw the award coming. I just did it because it's a normal thing that I, I hope to have done. This is not the first time I will go to POS outlets, make withdrawal. Unfortunately for them, money get reversed and I will get there. Not the first time I'm going to supermarket to buy goods and you know money get reversed and I get it. I, I get it across to them again. So it's I think it's a normal thing that should that average Nigerian should know from the back of his mind. I'm a Yoruba man, and there's something the Yoruba call omoluaki. That ethos of Omoluabi, unfortunately, has been lost in this country. So there is a need for the national orientation agencies to stand up and, you know, try to create like a reorientation of mindset for young Nigerians and the whole of Nigeria, both young and old. Because it's something that makes me cry a whole lot to see that while few Nigerians are appreciating me, hundreds and thousands of um, youth on Facebook have been abusing, saying, oh, if they had that opportunity, they wouldn't have refunded it. Ah, it's just like God sent um, um, uh, glory to them. Why would I, I have done that? So the only thing I could just do is to continue into, in my own personal capacity, continue to retell the story of Nigeria in a better light. And of course, continue to see if I can win more young persons together. Thank you. All right, uh, Mr. Abidin. You, you say you were disappointed uh, by people's comments, you know, throwing jibes at you because of your real, you know, uh, display of uh, integrity. And why are you surprised? You should know the level of decadence uh, in our society. So why are you surprised? I think I know, I know, but it's it's surprising to see people causing. You see, it's it's annoying. This is not good. It's not even good for the image of our country for crying out loud. I know, of course, I work with the youth, I know I know the mentality, I know the get rich quick mentality generation that we are, I know the issues around unemployment, I know this data. I work with young people, I have over eight years of experience working in the development sector, so I know, I've never knew 
that you know that moral decadence was at the very lowest end like that. Like cocaine now now. Okay, fine. A person has done it. If you cannot do it, why not just keep meat? Why do you have to bring courses on this on this individual? But well, I must confess to you, I'm, I'm I'm seriously scared for the future of this country because we are sticking on the ticking time bomb. Because if we are talking about the future generation, that okay, when this older generation leave, that these are the kind of young people that will take up governance and leadership. Oh no, I'm seriously scared. And every meaningful Nigerian should be scared about this. There's a need for us to go back to the source, from the house, where the moral decadence starts, from the churches, from the mosque, from the institutions as well, from corporate organizations. We all need to, you know, build this ethical value again. Because, you know, if we don't take ourselves serious, how will international agencies take us serious? So it's, it's, it's something that makes me sad again, honestly. But well, like you have said, one shouldn't be too much surprised. But I don't just like that tag, the fact that we shouldn't be too much surprised about Nigerians. We have great Nigerians doing well as well. Why are they not emulating that kind of people? Or do we say we are not telling our stories the right way? Because at first, I never wanted to tell this story. Serious. Let's be realistic. But I now realize that if I had not told this story, the kind of mindset that would be in the mind of a whole lot of people would have been wrong. I had some people who said, oh, fine, because I told this to me, they are also happy to, you know, incorporate some of this character. Ordinarily, they wouldn't have done it. So if for that alone, I think I've achieved in trying to create a reorientation of mindset for young people and some other Nigerians who want to emulate uh, ethical values and integrity. Now, Mr. Abidin, you know, if you didn't tell the story, I think you'll have been the worst, you know, compared to people we are actually insulting you because there won't be an inspiring story like yours for us to learn from. But then take away those people who are insulting you. The good ones also have recognized you. You just won at the Ganifawa Himi Integrity Award. Our television also, we read about you. I call you to this program to come and tell your story. It shows, yes, it's an inspiring story that we need other people to learn to inspire them to do the right thing. So how do you feel when you get this recognition? Wow, because I've always read about Ganifawa Himi when I was in primary or secondary school. So, you know, what we have always known about him was, oh, he's an activist, he fought for human rights, he fought nepotism, he fought corruption. So I never even, at this stage of my life, saw it coming that I would have, you know, clinch an award, um, you know, to immortalize that great Nigerian that a whole lot of people have been celebrating. So I feel really excited, I feel inspired, I feel encouraged, I feel motivated to even do more, to have been recognized um, by uh, such body for the gesture that I did without even expecting the recognition. So it was a dream come true for me. So I've been um, recognized um, that way. And of course, I know, of course, it will go a long way in inspiring me. And, you know, it will always be at the back of my mind that the whole world are watching. So I need to continue to do good. And um, Mr. Femi Falana SAN said something when he was presenting the award to me that day, that they need more Nigerians like me. So of course, I'm not resting on my hours. The owners now lies on me to continue to see how I can bring more Nigerians together. In Nigeria, where integrity is seen as something that is right, something that is good, and not something that much bogus or special. In Nigeria, where, you know, an average Nigerian knows what is not meant for you, is not meant for you, and what is mistakenly, has mistakenly gotten to you should be returned. I will diverge a little bit. That is what leads to issues around nepotism as regards job racketeering in some um, MDAs or some parastatals in Nigeria, where people now buy jobs that are not meant for them. You know, we now glorify what should not be glorified in Nigeria. The member of the parliament, maybe a senator or house of representative, give job to his constituents in an undue way because a parliamentarian, she's not supposed to give job. 
they are supposed to make the job application open, let people apply, and those who get the job get it. So when the parliamentarian now bring jobs to his constituents and say, I've given NSCDC to 10 people, CBN to one people, FRSC to three people, Nigerians still celebrate some of these things. So anytime I read news like this, you know, instead of me to cry, I just laugh it over and say, well, hopefully one day we will definitely get it right. Because, you know, corruption starts from that, that place as well. But, well, I mean, not totally blame the politician as well, because that is what, that's the dividend of good governance that their constituents are asking for them. Some people have, um, you know, the, the high expectation on lawmakers are, um, are not just for legislation or lawmaking. And, you know, that was why I have to give kudos to the last speaker who spoke before me as regards issues around electoral law. Hopefully, Nigeria will activate the highest office in the land, like I've always said, which is the office of the citizen. Mobilize the mass to the National Assembly. Make sure that the National Assembly fetch on it. Because, you know, absolutely every young Nigerian, every Nigerian, not even young, knows that, you know, the electoral uh, law is the only thing that can really change the trend of things and ensure electoral integrity and give that power to the citizens who really have the power. So, as far as I'm concerned, like your question once again, I feel elated, I feel inspired, and I especially thank the committee as well from nomination of about uh, of, of about 800 plus. I got to the last 21. From the last 21, I got to the last three. And from the last three, for me, clinching the award is something super exciting for me because, you know, my category, I got nominated with judges, with city advocates of Nigeria, with, you know, people who are going well, enough to be my dad. So, if Nigerians have now trusted me that, oh, fine, for doing this gesture, we voted you in to be the um, um, integrity man of the year. I think it's it's something that uh, I think we go a long way in inspiring other younger generations to continue to do their best. All right, Mr. Abidin, I remember when you started talking, you told us how you imbibed the virtue of integrity from probably age five when you were with your parents. And let yeah. me also read out something about Tony Edimelu Foundation that they wrote about you that you are an alumni 2018 alumni. And they said, well, uh, Abidin owes this act of integrity to the impactful training he received at the 2018 Tony Edimelu Foundation Entrepreneurship Program. You can see they're also proud of you. So tell us, what did you learn at the Tony Elumelu uh, Entrepreneurship uh, Program? Thank you that also... You see, that, that yeah, 12 week yeah. program, I call it MBA. Like, it's like an advanced MBA. You cannot afford to go to London Business School or Lagos Business School for MBA. So if you're fortunate to be selected as um, a beneficiary of Tony Elumelu Foundation, the training is well packed for like 12 weeks. So the training trains you from different business ethics, to business model development, to business plan, to investment pitch. But at the core of this training at every time, they emphasize the need for ethics and integrity in green businesses. So as far as I'm concerned sincerely, if they are claiming the glory, they totally own the glory as well. Because of aside the fact that my parents have built me, aside the fact that I have built myself as well, I learned more and I got more convinced of the need to always uphold integrity. You know, a lot of businessmen do not uphold integrity. And of course, myself as an example as well, I've had opportunity to lose contracts because I couldn't present a blank receipt. I was supposed to get a consultancy gig. That was about three years ago. So the organization is asking me to present a blank receipt. Okay, fine. A blank receipt to do what? If you're paying me in a millionaire, let me write a millionaire receipt for you and let me know that. So I later got to know, of course, that's standard. Some businessmen have always been doing for them. So what they tell me, well, of course, I never later got a contract. Contracts from government MBAs as well. Because, you know, I can pay kickback because I've got companies that I always used to beat. Unfortunately, I got the stories that I'm not being beating again. So, 
instead of me to, you know, um, engage in corruption or engage in an ethical way, I'd rather die of anger than, than do that because I have a name to protect. I have the name of my family to protect. And I have those who have, you know, um, trained me to make them proud, to let them know that the investment they have given into me is not a waste. So, of course, I sincerely appreciate the Tony Lillian Foundation for giving me that training and as well for giving me 5,000 US dollar grants, not alone. The 5,000 US dollar grants has, you know, made me to expand my business for the business of just one staff to today now. We now have more than 14 staff on our payroll and more than 35 part-time staff with impacts up to, to a thousand. So I think they really deserve to take the accolades as well. All right, Abide, we are we are going close to the we are going to the end of the interview gradually. Now, now let's bring this topic uh, in a broader terms. Now let's come to society. Now, what do you think is the obstacle or the bane of a successful anti-corruption fight in Nigeria? Because we have been fighting corruption since 1999 or 2004 when EFCC, ICPC were created. Even before then, you know, the police was saddled with that responsibility. But it has been a cycle. It has been a cycle. The more you look, the less you see. So in your opinion, what do you think is responsible for where Thank we are you, today? Thank you, Mr. Debo. You have, you have successfully put me on the, on the spot like a journalist. You see, okay. let's be realistic. It's extremely difficult to fight corruption in Nigeria. Why did you say so? Because, you know, almost all the strata of the society has one way or the other been engraved with corruption. I'll give you analysis. Parents now pay for examination my practices for their students. Mosques and churches now glorify Yahoo boys or those politicians who make money the wrong way just because they want to pay percentage, maybe 10%, or they want to pay sadaka. Organization, even non-profit organization, now give awards to those who can give them money. Of course, let me put this on the side. I never paid a dime to get the Ghanaian Integrity Award. And of course, um, the, the, the transparency in terms of the board who, who sat as far as this award is because I just mentioned this, um, Mr. Family Final and SAN. We had about two or three SAN and great Nigerians who sat, sat at the board of the Integrity Award. In fact, they even had to sponsor me from Kwara State to um, Lagos to get the award, fully expense uh, patron. So, and you know, the society has, has been celebrating competence in lieu of mediocrity. Like the society now glorifies theft, the society now glorifies corruption. So, to fight corruption in that kind of society, we have to include a holistic approach. It has to be deliberate by all the critical stakeholders. We are all to be blamed the youth. The HH, the mosque, the church, the government, even the journalists. I've had cases of journalists, you know, coming to cover your events and asking for, you know, tips to feature your stories. So it's every society, every, uh, like, the cancer world of corruption has eaten deep into the fabrics of different aspects of the society. But can we get it solved? Can we have a solution? Definitely, absolutely. The solution, the change begins with me, it begins with you. Don't pay bribe when you are like, for example, if you are driving and you get to a security checkpoint, insist that they check all your paper and you don't pay that hundred naira. When you get to a place where you want to, you know, queue for something, don't pay that security hundred naira so that it's gonna prioritize your queue. When you get to the fuel station, don't jump the queue. When you get to the bank, don't jump the queue as well. Don't encourage politicians to give you job. Encourage them to make the process transparent and let people who are qualified apply and of course let people get selected and i would like to you some of these things is what is affecting nigerians and us 
sometimes when we had opportunity when we have opportunity to appear at the embassy us uk canada Germany embassy the kind of questions they ask us as nigeria the kind of way they even search us when we get to their country is something that makes us sad at times when we travel out of the country so if we do not correctly sincerely there might be that time that you know they won't even respect us as a country again so it lies in all of us we need to play our part in our own little responsibility but the government needs to do a whole lot because you know the bulk of some of these um, challenges still fall back on their team so formulating policy is not just alone creating anti-corruption agency is not just alone as well so there's a need for the government to really well even for the fact that you know the, uh, the media might ask you you know um <laughs> make this popular again and i don't want to be in the news for this even the anti-corruption agency in the media i'm challenging you as a media person to do your background check on some of these anti-corruption agencies and see if they are not corrupt i'm not saying they are corrupt i'm giving you a bit just do your background check disguise like an investigative journalist then you come back to me with that report so you know every aspect every aspect name that aspect in nigeria that has not been corrupted that has not been messed up so there's a need for us to declare an emergency in that sector formulate policy that is all inclusive that leaves no one behind and as well on, let us always maintain that ethos at different points in time even as nigerian as well because if from from where the followers are where we have the leaders the leader cannot just get to the topic with the followers have not voted for them and the leaders today have not been the followers so if when he was a follower he has maintained as integrity ethos at, <coughs> excuse me and when he gets up here was able to see people of like mind as well to support him as well so i think this will not be the same all right i like your passion you know the way you spoke about how to get uh things right but finally let me ask you the last question in your personal capacity what are you doing to actually inculcate the virtue of honesty and you know, all hard work uh integrity in the young ones in your personal Thank capacity you very much. i have a non-profit i have a non-profit brain builders development initiative i started a non-profit as an undergraduate Brain Builders Development Initiative, you can Google it. So I have an opportunity to reach out to nothing less than 500,000 young Nigerians. And I mean it, of course. The evidences are there, the pictures are there all online. So in my own personal capacity as a young Nigerian, I don't expect government to do everything. It's my responsibility to complement the efforts of the government in, you know, fighting this corruption, empowering young Nigerians, trying to create a orientation of mindsets. I've had talks in different tertiary institutions. I've had opportunity to be invited to different geopolitical zones in the country, trying to encourage young people, trying to, you know, tell um, different stories about how Nigerians should be. So I have been trying my own best. Can I do more? Yes, of course. Can I get more like-minded people to join me? Yes, of course. And that's something I'm committed to as we uh, get into 2022 again. Many thanks to you, Abidin, on last week, international. Uh, Syria uh, International uh, Development Consultant and Syria Entrepreneur, and as well, Tony Elumelu Foundation Alumni 2018. I thank you very much for finding time to join us this morning. And I Absolutely. also hope to see more of you. And I think this is a very good project. This is a very good program. I sincerely appreciate you and the newspaper. This is noble, especially leveraging on digital to get opinion about um, issues in Nigeria. And I want to say kudos to leadership and you, the anchor as well, and other management team. Well done. Thank you very much, my brother. I hope to see more of you. Abidin right. has been speaking with us from Ilori, the Kwara State capital. Abidin Olashupo is an exceptional Nigerian who returned the sum of $2,397 wrongly paid to him by a client. He has been celebrated and as well booed by some person who find the strange act of integrity very uh, strange. But well, somebody like Abidin is one we need to actually make the society uh, right. He has an inspiring story. He has told the story, you continue to tell the story to inspire others 
to be like him and make Nigeria a great again. That's all for today on Inside Nigeria. My name is Bodhi Bodhi. We're making this with us tomorrow for another edition of Inside Nigeria. For here, it's bye for now.